Oh, did we cool. mess that up? <laughs> it, it was slower than normal, but as long as we're all on rhythm. Yeah, I followed the rhythm of the count. Okay. Is there a delay? And yes. also the rhythm of the night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> yeah, and a sweet romancer as well. <laughs> and bad romance? Romancing the stone. Uh, stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin City Limits. Uh, no parking within city limits. <laughs> I think this uh, station uh, is outside of the city limits. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we start I'm this? i a real bum. The bad clowns freak them out. Theme song of the podcast of the movie of the yokel of the nephew who's a dreamer and he can't keep a job. We watch the movie by the minute and we talk about what's in it, but we want it to be different, so we added two more seconds. It's you and you. 62. Uh, 60 second. UHF 60 second. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, one and all, to UHF 60 second, the podcast where we talk about Weird Al Yankovic's 1989 movie, UHF, one 62-second chunk at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is essentially like letting your ears drink from the fire hose. My name is David Johnson, and I am joined by my co-host, Jonathan Carlisle. Say hi, Jonathan. Your last name? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Jonathan. I thought maybe you were going to take care of that yourself. We're also joined today by somebody who you are all uh, infinitely familiar with, Tom Fay. How's it going? That's me. <laughs> Indeed it is. Uh, so this minute begins with the Metropolitan pulling up uh, towards the camera, and it ends with a disembodied voice proclaiming that it is Mr. Ed. The hmm. the beginning of this minute is this, that moment where uh, they first showed a locomotive in the theater and everyone freaked out. It is a little freaky to me because as he gets close to the camera, the, something about the way his eyebrows are raised and the lens reflection on the lenses of his glasses and how wide his eyes are, he looks a little... Nah, I wouldn't say quite possessed or something, but there's something a little off-putting about the look on his face when he pulls up. <laughs> the The way we had these, this minute split up, it kind of fooled me, fooled my eyes for a second. But there's the car is moving and the camera is moving. As he's doing his creepo face, like the camera kind of moves up and to the left just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to hit me kind of a thing? <laughs> I don't think it's a handheld shot, but I don't know if it was maybe a dolly shot where they weren't completely settled yet or a crane shot that where they weren't completely set. It looked like they weren't quite settled with the camera. It's a very irregular movement and also not typical of the film. There's usually not movement like that with the camera work. So there. All right. Well, that's all my notes. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> UHF minute. Um I have a note that I really like Terry's keyboard brooch. Uh, I like that too. I think that's cool, and I think that's something that when I was younger I would have put on like my own coat. That's cool. <laughs> she's hip. She's got the shoulders. She's got calves. those nice bangs. Yeah, it what is. is her she's other... dating Weird Al. I mean, come on. And her necklace seems to have. It kind of looks like maybe it's a, a name. I would assume. Yeah, it's definitely like text. I think it's the right, roughly the right uh, shape and, and amount of letters to say Terry, maybe? No? Does she play the keyboard? <laughs> Does she play the keyboard? 
<laughs> well, not not that specific keyboard. I mean, I mean, that'd be super cool if it was a little dinkly thing, but a little um, Peter Dinkley thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just laughing at the keyboard. I guess as a music enthusiast, well, I think of it as a piano. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sorry, sorry that I, sorry I offended you there. So in my mind, so. We we all know Weird Al is a musician, but is George a musician? I don't think that George is in this movie. I don't think we ever see him do anything uh, musical at all, and it just doesn't seem mm-hmm. like he's you know he's got imagination. He probably I bet in his apartment I bet he has several musical instruments, and I bet he doesn't know how to play any of them because what George has is imagination. He doesn't have sure. patience or you know drive really. He's just got imagination. So. He, pro- mm-hmm. he probably has picked up every instrument you can imagine and knows how to play none of them. I imagine <laughs> so Terry- they're all like instruments that are like boy, yo, 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 like, <laughs> like those kind of <laughs> instruments. Sure. Yeah, so when Terry comes over, he's like, oh, look at this new song I made. And it's just like he's like touching an accordion with his right hand and he's kind of drumming on a thing with his left hand and he's, uh-huh. he's like pushing on something else with his foot and it's just a big uh-huh. cacophony of nothing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Terry's just like, yep. that's great, honey. So Terry's not feeling it about the station, bringing it back to the minute yeah. at hand. Did we forget to mention that uh, I think last minute was the first mention of 62, which is where we get our namesake from and our format with the 62 seconds? <laughs> was, that, was that the crumpling of notes and anguish that we <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was looking at my last minute's notes and I crumpled them up. <laughs> We're done. I figured we I just said back. something that we missed and somebody was just mad about it and just crumpled it up, throw it over their shoulder. <laughs> um, we did not mention that, but I believe it is the first sixty-two reference. Um, okay. We should, you know, one thing. Notes. Yeah, one thing that we didn't talk about last minute is what uh, a UHF station is, or you know how UHF works, and we're not going to talk about that because we've. <laughs> because we've talked about that previously uh, in the teaser episode. So I, I had a note here to not talk about that. <laughs> you put that note in this minute also? Yes. All right. Uh, so do we want to say anything about the station? Uh, I know Weird Al does say the the address on the commentary, although, well, do you guys have notes on the address that he mentions? I do not. I just have the note of the address. I don't have a note about that address. Okay. Do you want to say what that address is? Uh, Preach. <laughs> That's last minute too. <laughs> it's a forty ninth west it's uncrumple. What's that? Yeah, uncrumple. Forty uh, ninth West Avenue, Edson. I could not find anything with that address. Maybe it was something once upon a time, but Google does not recognize that address. It kind of just takes you to some unknown location or something. But uh, but I did find hmm. the place using Google Maps. Apparently, I did not take note of what the actual address is or what you can find it as now. Uh, but it is on our map. If you go to uhf62nd.com, there's a nice little map of all the shooting locations, and it is on there. That's www.uhf62nd.com. <laughs> well, http colon slash slash www.uhf62nd.com. Wait, HTTP? You must mean HTTPS. Oh, you're right. We are in 2018. 
or later. Yes. Well, uh, you've just given away uh, how behind we are uh, in our recording to our releasing, but that's true. So people listening in 2025 will be like, uh, "You mean HTTPSG?" I'm gonna. Um, speaking of timelines, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. All right, we're back on minute 14. <laughs> so they're walking up to the door that has a center doorknob. I notice there's a big giant tower. So if you're looking at the station from the where he parks the... Uh, the Nash. I, th- I crashed that note up and threw it away. The Nash. <laughs> there's a big tower on the far left. And then right above the sign where it says 62, there's a uh, satellite or antenna what do you call that a yeah dish? a dish yeah satellite and dish, then, dish yeah. and then all the way to the right above the big uh loading bay door there's another dish so i don't know how a uhf station works but i imagine it only needs one dish or antenna well so i don't know on? about that if you think tom about just tom and i uh, work uh out the window of our workplace we can see a radio uh, station across the way how many yeah. how many dishes does that radio station have on the roof at least You're right at um, least three or four i would think solidly held down by cinder blocks yep too, <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> that is true yeah that's a good point i don't know i have no knowledge of how transmitting audio or video signals work so i don't know yeah well we we did go into quite a bit of that in our teaser episode about uhf so you uh, listeners can refer back to that you might say dishes a uhf station uh, oh, 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 you might you might say you guys dish on dishes <laughs> Um, I, that's actually not correct for me because I, I have, oh. I have no notes about the dishes actually. <laughs> and now I feel unprepared. Oh, well, actually I did, I did, uh, in our yard, we had a massive satellite dish back in the days before cable was everywhere. Mm-hmm. We were one of those people with one of those massive dishes, uh, uh but they do have to be locked into a, a direction to catch the right signals. But the uh, uh-huh. the one that we had was was cool because you could, uh, which I'm, I'm sure every one of them at houses were like this at the time, you could actually dial in which signal you wanted and the dish would move. So it was almost like ham radio, but for television. Um, <laughs> but there was, in that <laughs> sense, there was more scrambled than there was not scrambled. But It's like radio <laughs> for your eyes. Yes. Uh, speaking of, I guess I can kind of <laughs> off the cuff dish on dishes a little bit. So you're talking about receiving signals. Where do these signals come from? They come from satellites. And uh, satellites, the concept of satellites crisscrossing the world in orbit and sending information, relaying information across the globe, that concept was originated from uh, Arthur C. Clarke, who famously uh, co-wrote 2001, A Space Odyssey. So I'd like to just give a little uh, shout out to Rudy, former guest of the show, and you guys should all listen to uh, Open the Podcast Doors. Is it weird being an author when your name is Arthur? Arthur the author? Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to dig Must him up be. and ask him. Maybe Ooh. maybe when he was in the schoolyard, everyone was teasing him and be like, Hey, look, everybody, it's Arthur C. Clarke. He's like, I'm, I'll show you, yeah, I'll show you. And then yeah. he became a best-selling you know, <laughs> author. And then the bullies all shut up. That's how you kill bullying. All those bullies when they read 2001. <laughs> Learned their lesson. <laughs> Yeah, and then they read 2061, and they were like, well, maybe we should actually poke a little bit of fun at him. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go back to being a bully. So, do we want to talk about uh, Vance Colvick Jr.? Oh yes, we do. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you love him so much that uh, you just wanted to say that. But no, I have, I've got some notes. If you guys don't have notes, or or, or you can no, I just I thought you were excited, so I was gonna give you the floor. And the... Yeah, take it away. Yeah. I just I just, I got away. lost in my excitement. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> right on. Uh, so yes, we were introduced to. Uh, we don't have a character name, though. I think he's just Bum, which is a little bit lazy. But if you look through his IMDb, yeah. that's pretty much what he does, is mm-hmm. Bum or Old Man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, Vance Colvig Jr., he was married to Virginia G. Arslanian. Arslanian. They were married from August Wait a minute. 12, Virginia Arslanian Arslanian? I'm sorry, what? Her name was Virginia? No, I was, I, I was oh, messing I... that up. She doesn't have five names. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that. Virginia G. Arslanian. Arslanian. I don't know what G stands for. Hmm. Maybe it stands for Ginny, like her first name, Virginia. So she's Ginny Ginny. Virginia, Virginia, Arslanian, Arslanian. Arslanian, yes. Okay. Arslanian, Ginny Ginny, Arslanian. Uh, he was the son of... Now I. This is probably for an older generation, cause, uh, but apparently... Uh, Wikipedia seems to think that his dad was more famous than him. His dad... So this is Vance Colvig Jr. You would think his dad would be Vance Colvig the Sr. I found that his name was Pinto Colvig, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. But his dad, Pinto Colvig, was the original Bozo the Clown before it got all commercialized and licensed and stuff like that. I hate it when clowns go commercial. Yeah, Yeah. sellouts. Actually, I, I don't. I really don't actually know how that worked because there was different bozos, but I don't. Did they have regions? Were they like regional bozos, or were they assistant to the regional bozo? <laughs> um, but this bozo toured with uh, Spike Jones. I'm pretty sure you probably also have that note. Um, this bozo being Pinto uh, Vance's father. Yeah, I definitely get a vaudevillian feel from Vance Colvig Jr. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he specifically had experience in vaudeville or if it was just kind of from his dad's generation passed down. But Yeah, I, we, we, I think we can assume that he kind of grew up on, on the stuff. If you guys had to describe yourselves as growing up on the stuff, what would that stuff be? Hmm. I would say what would the, the stuff for me, I guess, <laughs> uh, would have been, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy and a lot of... Um, Transformers, G.I. Joe, that kind of stuff, I guess. I'm going to push up my glasses and say Weird Al. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I had to say the stuff I grew up on, I would, I don't know, I'd say the 1985 film uh, by Larry Cohen, uh, The Stuff, starring uh, Michael Moriarty and uh, Andrea Marco Vici. Uh, is that about the, that's the film where, uh, the, is it yogurt goes bad in the fridge? I don't know. I just looked it up. Oh no, that's a, that, that's a a film where, uh, there's yogurt that like gets contaminated with alien something or something. And, um, you know, it's kind of like the blob or whatever. (laughs) It grows and takes over a A town. Delicious. Well, I don't know about that. A delicious, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's a right on that's a pretty decent movie but uh, yeah i guess um i'm gonna go back and amend my you know if we're talking about the stuff uh if we're talking about vance's stuff being vaudeville you know in terms of comedy uh and things like that my comedy aesthetic i would have to say my stuff was uh peter sellers 
I think my stuff was all over the place, especially when when we were growing up in the late '80s, '90s, or like there was so much syndication going on. So I was watching reruns mm-hmm. from you know the '50s as well as brand new shows. And as a kid, I didn't know what was what. So you're watching Happy Days, and you know that's a relatively recent show at that point. But I didn't know that because obviously it's set in the the '50s. So. I did. I just didn't know. And you watch movies like uh, Singing in the Rain, which again is an older movie that's set in an older time. So I was all messed up as far as timelines go, but I just watched all kinds of that stuff. Mash is kind of the which, same way too, because you know Mash is supposed to be the Korean War, but it's supposed to represent Vietnam. Is that right? Right, but everything looks more World War Two, um, which I guess Korean War is you know yeah. less than ten years after World War Two. So yeah, that that's another show that kind of seemed unstuck in time to me as well. I totally understand what you're saying about Happy Days. Wait, are you are you saying the the TV show Mash was supposed to be back in the Korean War? Yes, yeah, it's clearly oh. an allegory for the Vietnam War, but it's it's supposed to be set back in the in the fifties in the Korean War. Wow, I didn't know anything about that that show. I guess I I've seen it before, but I I couldn't get into it as a kid. It was. Well, that was something, yeah, my parents would have that on, you know, so that that wasn't my choice, but I saw a lot of it. You think that the music is depressing in M.A.S.H.? The oh, yeah. The theme song titled Suicide is Painless? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I guess I didn't I didn't know that as a kid, but I could, you know, I, I felt that and I was like, eh. Yeah. I feel like all this uh, talk about Nick at Night and uh, syndication and all that is leading up to Mr. Ed. But before we get there, I just wanted to talk really quick. Wanted to mention a couple other guys that were uh, came in to read for Vance Kolvig's part. But the other guy that uh, they said came in to read for this was uh, Ginger Baker, uh, the drummer for Cream, who, of course, uh, Eric Clapton was a member of and... Uh, I, um, Jonathan, I, this just came to me um, when I saw that, that uh, Ginger Baker had come in to read for this. Anytime I think about Eric Clapton, I think about your uh, wedding reception. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't know where this is going? <laughs> no, I don't know where this is going. So I, I stood up uh, with Jonathan in his wedding, um, and former guest of the show, uh, Brett, did as well. And Brett had an arrangement with the DJ at the reception that he had a particular Eric Clapton song that you wanted to be uh, your song with your wife. Brett had arranged that with the DJ. And uh, I remember him like coming up to you at the, when we all had just sat down at the head table or whatnot at your reception. And he was like, I just talked to the DJ. All you have to do is give him a signal and he'll play the Clapton song. And, and I remember looking over at you at one point and you kind of like made eye contact with the DJ and you just kind of like tentatively like kind of pointed at the DJ and you're like, you're like BJ never said, Brett never said what the signal was and you're like, just give him a signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like, you just kind of like pointed in the air very tentatively and kind of like nodded your head very slightly <laughs> And I remember I cracked up uh, uh, inside. Uh, it was just funny to me at the time. <laughs> I don't remember any of that, but I guess it was my wedding day. So yeah, or it was at yeah the reception after what the wedding. What Eric Clapton song was it? I don't. I don't even know. Tears hmm. in Heaven. I think. Oh no! No what? <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, that would be. I don't know. I don't remember what Eric Clapton song. I I do remember that BJ arranged for him to play uh, the uh, Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? Really? Do you really want to hurt me? (laughs) That's that. Your your wedding was well before Wedding Singer popularized that as a wedding song. 
It wasn't it? No, no, no. No, it was after. Oh man, now I'm becoming unstuck in time. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Now you're gonna use Air Clapton as a windshield wiper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. So those were other people that almost had Vance Kolbig's role. Is is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Crazy. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they didn't the... get it because they couldn't count to a dollar as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or count from eighty-five to a dollar. Yeah. They they tried to start at like twenty-five and like no 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 no. This is no, gonna no, take no, way too long. Take it up a notch. Too long. <laughs> Um, I do love that gag. There's this, you know, dirty, dirty bum coming up asking for change, and just that subversion of like, no, he just wants change for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can tell he's got some money by the length. Judging by the length of the lapels on his shirt, like the longer the la- the lapel, the more financially secure. I've always the deeper the pocketbook. Yeah, oh. I don't know if you guys I've never have... heard that. Here I am with my short lapels or no lapels at all. So we move right on in. Do we want to give a little Mr. Ed shout out? Sure. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's really the next minute that really has uh, the whole, most of the song. But but yes, the what we do here in this minute is the intro and the, uh, the, the, the famous, hello, I'm Mr. Ed. That is <laughs> Alan Lane. He does the voice of Mr. Ed. He has a moniker. His moniker is Alan, quote-unquote, Rocky Lane. Do you he think anybody a... has ever had the moniker of monocle? Monocle? Monocle. You know, like the mono, like the single lens that you hold up on your to your eye, the oh, monocle. Oh, monocle, yes. Okay. As a moniker. No? Nothing there? Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, I guess that would only seem interesting. Would that be like his bully? His bullies would be like, monocle, monocle. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> I guess that's my moniker now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was he was especially in the time that he was in show business. Of course, it was all westerns and stuff like that. So I'm not sure where Rocky came from. If that was a if that was like a childhood thing or if that was just part of the business. The theme song that we start to hear is by Jay Levi- sorry Jay Livingston <laughs> and Ray Evans. Jay Livingston is actually the one who sings the song. And Jay Livingston famously related to Jay Levy, the director of the film. That's right. Yeah, because that's how French works. Is it's the first name? Yes, the first name is related. Wait, uh, so it's Jay. I just realized it's Jay and Ray. Ray and Jay. Ray J. Oh, Ray Livingston? No, no, no. But Jay Livingston and Ray Evans that wrote the song. Well, how does Ray... I don't think Ray is part of the Jay family, though. No, but it's it's the genre. It's like reggae, but it's like a soft well, G. That seems more Ray like an orientation yeah. than a genre, but... Um... <laughs> but it's a, it's a soft G. That's what makes it the genre. Uh, I Something that I just now noticed watching this while we're watching this at uh, um, 56 seconds into this clip... Uh, right when he's opening the doors, uh, this obviously was not the first take of Weird Al opening the doors because you can see some greasy, greasy, greasy fingerprints on that door where <laughs> he must have. That's funny because I noticed that, but I didn't think about it in a, a movie sense, you know, a, a shooting sense. Yeah, because the, so the really door is clean except for just right there. Which in I, this, <laughs> And in this shot that they actually use, he doesn't even touch that part. So. Yeah, I just, yeah you're, yeah, you're right. So maybe that was like somebody that was dressing the set or like, you know, they there's a PA standing around like, reset the door, close the door, let's go again. And that PA was eating like fried chicken or something. Because, man, those are some, those are some crystal clear <laughs> fingerprints. Yeah, and there's only one set of them, too. So it's not just like a big smudge that would suggest 
people have opened that door over the past 30 years yeah it's like one person just completely uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Plus, this looks like it kind of looks like one of those like double swing doors where it you push it from both sides so yeah. why would you ever have to grab that part of it anyway but maybe not looking at the hinge it might just be one way but even still why do you do you grab the edge of doors as you walk through them maybe even as you shut them yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, that's like a, a weird way to put your hand on it yeah unless you are kind of swinging it closed but i do like this this uh porthole in this door though yeah is that a one-way porthole i guess so because weird al is not or george is not uh using the porthole to see what's going on inside so yeah <laughs> yeah he's taking a full-on peek <laughs> <laughs> he's gone full peek yeah <laughs> so well, that's all that's all my notes i'm gonna save i'm gonna save my other actual mr ed notes for the next minute uh tom uh, before we wrap up is there anything uh you know do you have a, like a story or, or a remembrance of seeing uhf for the first time or uh, anything like that in the theater or anything uh, no you uh what 89 i was uh two years old when this movie came out but um i've so? listened to weird al as long as i can remember i uh, had all of his tapes handed down from my brother and uh, uh, the first CD I ever bought was Running With Scissors. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of a young man, but uh, Weird Al has been a big part of my life since as long as I can remember. So you don't you don't recall in particular the first time you saw the film? No, I I was thinking about that the other day and I it's it's like it's kind of like Star Wars. I just don't remember the first time it's just always been uh, a thing you know what i mean right on let me cool. ask you a possibly divisive question so you like weird al do you have uh you know some people like this movie but maybe they're a little soft on his music or maybe they like the music but they've never seen the movie even or something do you do you have a preference or are you just like i'm all in for all weird al all the time oh all of it i think he's a i think he's a role model i i really think that everything he does is just funny and i feel like he does what he wants and uh yeah all of it i i i remember watching uh al tv do you guys remember that yes there's different iterations um, of it actually but yep. yeah and he would do the interviews with people where he would cut his own oh i side love in those. with uh, yeah 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 he's just a classic i legend i mean i don't know how else to put it i will have to remember to post it but the, i think my my favorite one of those interviews is with eminem when yep, uh, yep. eminem let him do the song and then they were getting ready to do the video and he was like uh on second thought no video <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's a little more crass than most of them but he he does uh-huh. that kind of for a reason and it is very funny <laughs> i think that when I have an 11 year old son who is very much into Weird Al, and I'm very proud of him for that. But I think that when I, because I didn't ever want to be like, you know, this is cool, so you should like it. Uh, like with Star Wars. Like, I like Star Wars a lot, but my kids don't really give too much about, about it. But with Weird Al, I kind of was like soft on it, and I showed my son. I played him the music, and it was the same way I was when I was a kid, where he doesn't know the songs that Weird yeah. Al's parody, mm-hmm. but they're so funny. I mean, you don't have to know the songs, and it's just a testament to how funny Weird Al is and how great. I just, I, I love him so much. 
<laughs> well, before we get uh, overly wrought with emotion, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I think we're gonna sh- shall we call it on uh, uh, minute fourteen. We shall call it. How shall we call it? On a phone? On a cell phone? Uh, well, Telegram? call it by uh, leaving a voicemail and printing out the voicemail. And then you can mail your voicemail to um, uhf62nd at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us your voicemail at uhf62nd, uhf62nd. Or you can um, stop by our MySpace and um, uh, play your voicemail for us. Uh, so yeah, those are all the important <laughs> social medias. Um, I'm curious what the condition of our MySpace page will be by the time people are hearing this. Yeah, we should probably. It might uh, be the same condition that it is right now. Which which just I guess pretty is pretty bare, bare, a little barren. Which yeah, most yeah. MySpace is. So. But um, also, uh, this... hey, speaking of which, can I cut in real quick? Yeah, sure. I am Tom from MySpace. In case anyone didn't know that. Yes, we kind of right. just uh, assumed uh, uh, that everybody knew what Tom we were talking about when we introduced you. So yes, yeah, um, yeah. So MySpace, uh, Twitter, um, uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook group called Town Talk. Town Talk or Tom Talk? Well, uh, it's well, that's a different page. Yeah, given the day, we Tom... change it often. Oh, okay, I assume Tom Talk is all about Tom. From I am Tom from MySpace. Yes. Well, our listener group on on MySpace is called Tom Talk. Okay. Okay. But not but not like Tom Tom Talk, like your navigation system. Or like the turkey. Oh, that's different. Bagok, bagok, uh, etc. <laughs> what do turkeys say? <laughs> I thought turkeys gobbled. Gobble. That's right. Gobble gobble, etc. Gobble gobble. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, so long for now, listeners. Gobble, gobble. Hey. Let me be